Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thank you, Vincenzo Landino, for the great intro music there. Uh, if you guys don't know, Vincenzo and his buddy Blake have actually launched a new podcast. It's called Brainworks. Uh, check out Brainworks in your uh, podcasting app or just take a note of that. Uh, it's a really, really interesting, fun show. It's a long uh, podcast show, you know, the, the hour and a half, two hour type uh, conversational shows. But uh, I just listened to the first two episodes of that uh, podcast before I went live on recording my podcast. And uh, Vincenzo is a longtime good friend of mine. Blake is a new friend. And uh, of course, Vincenzo is the one that does the intro music for this podcast. So check out uh, Brainworks there on the podcasting app. And congratulations to you guys launching a new show. But um, we are here. We're on a Monday. I'm actually recording it on the day that I uh, intended to do it. I have a, uh, a big day of work ahead of me. Um, it's April. So, you know, April Fool's Day was yesterday with uh, Easter, which was a weird combination that April Fool's was A, on the weekend, B, it was on the same day as Easter. Um, there were some really good jokes out there. There were some ones that uh, I thought they did a really good job. I was very proud. I actually sent a message uh, yesterday evening uh, to my best friend, uh, Ashley. She's a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And there was a an article talking about how they had signed... Um, uh, what's his face uh, from the I can't remember the name of it right now uh, they signed the guy from Cleveland hold on let me pull it up real quick uh, they signed uh, Johnny Manziel to the Dallas Cowboys and I sent her the link and said only the Cowboys and she, the article is really well written and so she sent me a message back and like oh I'm not surprised and then this morning she's like wait a second it wasn't on the morning talk shows Brian you got me April Fool's so I was proud I was able to pull off a little bit of an April Fool's prank so hopefully you guys uh, had a little bit of fun on this April uh, April Fool's Day but um, yeah so we're, today I'm going to talk about really the worst advice or the advice that I'm tired of people spouting out there. And some of this advice is because while some people suck at life and they would rather give bad advice to keep people down than give people good advice to help the world as a whole get better. Um, some of this advice is just old advice that's being recycled. And in this new digital world we're, we're living in, um, guess what? Times have changed. Shit has changed. The world is changing. Digital is changing. We as humans are changing. What we value in life is changing. And with all of that being said, all of this change, um, guess what? Some of our recommendations, some of the things we tell people to do, some of the stuff that is out there in the world today, it doesn't work anymore. Or we have to change the way we're working things. Or guess what? Just because in that old school way of doing things, this is the this was the style doesn't mean we should be doing it moving forward. So I'm a little fired up. This is a little bit more of a rant episode. And it was inspired based on uh, I had my 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 be your self course uh, was launched uh, you know a, a year ago and in the month of March I gave everybody free access to the free course um, that you know is like my intro course to the bigger um, course that people can pay for and I had a, amazing feedback from a lot of people on a couple of the modules that are in my online course which is uh, the name of the course is called be yourself and um, a lot of the people were coming to me and you know and I got all I mean I had 
I had I think I had over 400 people sign up uh, in the last two weeks. Uh, for that online course. And I thank all of you that did it. And hopefully you guys got some value of it. If you wanted more value, hopefully signed up for the um, the paid course, which is the, the four hours of content. But a lot of the people were messaging me and they were saying, Brian, I love the way that you explain this. Or Brian, you gave me permission to do something that I've wanted to do, but my parents have been telling me not to. Or it's something I've believed, but no one else is is explaining it the way that it needs to be put out there. And I am a huge believer in kind of sharing my journey. I am not an expert. I I don't know everything. If you go to um, isocialfans.com slash I don't know, uh, I have a new landing page on my website that that I'm going to start building out that says all the things that I don't know because I am perfectly okay. I am confident enough in myself to admit what I don't know. But I also think in this world we're living in today, you have to start questioning where we're getting things from. And this isn't just fake news. This isn't just, um, you know, we're getting manipulated by the Russians or whatever the, you know, all this delete Facebook stuff is with people stealing our data. But here's the thing. I mean, there are a lot of shitty people in this world. There are a lot of people in this world that that are giving advice, that are recommending things, that are are creating, uh, you know, their own coaching, uh, you know, seminars, and they're they're claiming to be leaders. They're claiming because they're doing this because they believe if they continue to give bad advice or not all of the advice that people need, that they'll keep people down and they'll keep themselves up above everyone else. And and so I'm a, I have I have like a whole bunch of sticky notes um, for those that are are watching. Watching on the uh, on the video podcast, you can see I got uh, my sticky notes uh, set up. I don't always do sticky notes for uh, my shows. Sometimes my shows are off the cuff. Some of them I already have like an outline. Um, but this one I just started writing down uh, advice that I was tired of hearing, advice that I think really needs to be updated. Um, and 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 I I just wanted to start sharing that on this episode. So this is episode 69. So hold on to your seatbelts if you're on a treadmill. Hold on to the bar. I am fired up. Let's go ahead and get this started. And I'm going to start just sharing the advice is in really no particular order. And I'm going to kind of break down that for those that are watching on Periscope or those that are watching on uh, on Facebook Live right now, feel free to um, you know share your thoughts. I would love to know what are, what's the worst advice that you've ever received. Uh, if you're listening to this in one of the podcasting apps, you know feel free to send me a tweet, uh, isocialfans with a Z or a Z at the end. Um, let me know what your uh, worst advice is, maybe the advice you're tired of people um, spouting out there. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in one first from the live audience because I, I see I have Lillian here. And she's, he says, Lillian says, talking about outdated advice, here's one. You already have a paycheck and a permanent job. Play it so- safe and do all that is possible to keep your current job. Man, Lillian, you, you started me off. It's actually on my sticky note right now. And this is one of the things that I think is ridiculous advice. Just because you are... You, you've made it till today or just because you've done a bunch of things in a row that have allowed you to get to where you are at this moment. The advice of being complacent, the advice of playing it safe is ridiculous, especially if you've been doing things uh, differently and unique all of this entire time. And then you get to this spot and you start you know, playing it safe. It's it, it's not. There's nothing more frustrating as a Steeler fan than we when we get a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter and we start to go into this this um, you know uh, prevent defense. And I always say prevent defense. The only thing it prevents is prevents you from winning, prevents you from doing what has got you to the point to that you were winning, right? And this is something. This is amazing advice that I think it's it's because of the culture that we lived in and it's the culture that we live in today. A lot of people 
we're scared of change, not because of change itself, but we're scared of the unknown future that is in front of us, right? And so for a lot of people that are out there, when you hear the advice that says, all right, you've made it. Now you need to play it safe. Now you need to do things a little bit differently. You need to hedge your bets. You need to, you need to really you know, stay in that zone. Here's the thing. If what you have done, if I, this is my advice. If you've made it, continue doing what you have done to make it to that point. And then also be listening for where you can go in the future. I mean, this is horrible advice in my opinion, because this is the same, this is the reason I think most cultures are broken in companies. We go and look out at another at another employee. We go and look out, out at, at someone that's doing some great work. And we say, we want to hire that person because they're doing amazing things. And then what do we do when we hire that person? We bring that person into our company and we tell them, you must dress our way. You must work these certain hours and you must do it our way inside of our company. And all of a sudden, what made that person successful, what that person was, the reason that we hired that person, the reason that person was the best in their industry is because of them doing all of these things uniquely, yet we bring them into our company and we say, stop doing all that stuff that made you successful and start doing it our way because our way is the only way that we understand. And so I love it that Lillian brought that one up for, first and I and keep bringing in that, that live comments there on uh, Periscope, Facebook Live and YouTube. I will bring those in. And another one of those that's kind of like, I would even say, it, maybe it's a little bit of the flip on this, is that the only way to really drive change is to disrupt the status quo. And I think the word disruption sometimes gives people the belief. You know, when, when someone tells you, hey, you know, if you want to be successful, you know, you need to disrupt the status quo. A lot of people look at disruption and think they need to blow it up. They need to be um, irrational. They need to go in and 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 put their their foot their stake in the ground. And here's the thing: disrupting the status quo does not mean that you have to blow something up to start over, right? It doesn't mean that everyone that has been doing something in the past has been doing it wrong. Here's the here's here's advice that that really bothers me: is that disrupting the status quo more oftentimes than not is questioning the way that we've done something and approaching it differently because we're the times have changed. Disruption doesn't mean that what you've been doing for the last 10 years is wrong. It's just, hey, let's question what we've been doing for these last 10 years and let's approach it differently and see if there's a different way of accomplishing the same goal, maybe accomplishing new goals, right? And we do need to take risks to grow. And in this world we're living in today, this idea of taking risks, and here's the, here's the, there's a big difference, and this is where, this is one of the, another one of those ones that I wanted to hit right? So taking risks for risk's sake is means you're stupid. Making strategic risks or being strategic with your decisions is, is a smart play. But here's the difference. Just being risky or just disrupting or just questioning everything because you were told, hey, you're a millennial or you're a Gen Z younger person, you should question everything. Guess what? That When you disrupt for just disruption's sake, you take risks for no other reason than you want to take risks. Guess what you become? a walking failure, a walking train wreck, someone that no one wants to be associated with. And, and taking risks is extremely, extremely a, a, a valuable and important in today's world, but being smart with those risks, right? I talk a lot about I zig when people zag, but I don't, I don't zig on everything and I don't zag for no reason. What I do is I look and say, okay, all of a sudden everybody's doing live videos and they're doing live videos this way, huh? 
I wonder if there's less people doing live podcast videos. Maybe if I do it that way, I'll be able to stand out more and I'll be able to show a little bit my, more of my personality, right? Being strategic with your risk taking is extremely important, but just taking risks for risk's sake is, is stupid in my opinion. And I think this is where that, that piece, right? And, and there, there is something that goes to, and I, and I love there's a quote from Gary V comes on there. Things move on culture, supply chains, the market. That is so true. And the other part about this is if you want to drive change, you must be willing to do the change yourself. This is another one of those things that advice that I can't stand that I hear all the time is, hey, if you want to change things, you need to start preaching change. You need to start standing up for yourself. You need to, you need to tell them, I'm going to walk out of this job if they don't change. Wrong, 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 wrong. Because here's the thing. Nobody likes being forced to change, right? Nobody likes being told what to do. And if you truly believe so much in this change, rather than being so bold and saying that you're going to you're going to give them an ultimatum, why don't you prove that the change is actually valuable? Why don't you actually do it? Why don't you actually put your money where your mouth is in this digital world we're living in right now and execute on the change that you want to be happening? And then rather than, you know, giving an ultimatum go into your boss, your work and say, here's what the change that I believe we need to make happen. Here's the example of that change in the works. This is the results of the change generated. Now I believe that this change should happen. And, and, and here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, giving an ultimatum is the only way it'll work, right? Sometimes forcing change or, or, or putting your foot down is, is the right answer, but it's not the right answer every single time. And it sure as hell isn't the answer the very first time that you're trying to have change. I mean, the amount of people that tell me, Brian, I've been working for this company for like three months and um, they're just screwed up and I'm, I'm, I'm going to change everything in this company and I'm going to disrupt it. I'm like, well, how long has the company been around? Oh, company has been around about five years. Oh, is the, is the company successful? Yeah, they're, they're super successful. They're making a ton of money, but um, I think they're doing it all the wrong way and I'm just going to go in and I'm going to change everything. And here's the thing about that. You have to earn credibility. You have to earn trust. But you also have to be willing to experience what is working, not just claim what is not working. And I think that's something that a lot of people have wrong. All right, take a step back away from maybe this is the uh, entrepreneurship one. But here's here's advice that I that I really that bothers me. And I'm an entrepreneur, and most of you that listen to this podcast kind of will probably say that hey, you've heard me say this before. But another advice that I think is bad advice out there is that nobody likes working for the man or the woman, right? We, you, everyone should be working for themselves or everyone, every person has the ability to be an entrepreneur and should be an entrepreneur. And why would you want to work, you know, entrepreneurs work 40 hours or 60 hours in a week for themselves just so they can't, they don't have to work 40 hours for someone else. And I think this is bad advice. I think depending on your skill set, depending on your role, depending on what you want to do in life, depending what success looks like for you, there's a good chance a majority of people right now that are contemplating becoming an entrepreneur should not be an entrepreneur because you do not you do not want to be self-motivated. motivated. You don't want to be doing all of these extra things. Maybe what you want to do is you want to go in and work for eight, eight to nine hours a day and come home and no longer think about your job. Maybe you don't want to be sick to your stomach one day because you lose a client and then have the next day where you got your biggest client and it's that roller coaster of life. Maybe in your life today, where you are at right now at this moment, working for somebody else, helping somebody else build something might be the very best place for you. 
Yes, let me say that again. If you are working for a company and you love the job that you have and you love working in, in this role, just because people are claiming that entrepreneurship is freedom and entrepreneurship gives you all of these things does not mean it is perfectly right for you. And I think this is something that really bothers me. And this also goes into this idea of work-life balance. I don't believe there is such thing as a work-life balance. I believe that we all have our own priorities and our own definition of success, both as work and both in life. And when you have to decide where that success falls and what, what role your work plays into that and what, work, what role your personal life plays in that. For me as an entrepreneur right now at this moment, my work is a lot of my life and I love what I am doing, but it is not easy. And it does take sacrifices and the sacrifices sometimes are sacrifice time with my kids or sometimes sacrifice you know, being able to um, you know, go on vacation or go see a Steelers game or do something that I've wanted to do, right? Maybe it's, the, it's these sacrifices. And I think work t- people that are giving advice that's saying, you need to find that work-life balance and you need to, you need to get a, a career coach and you need to get a life coach so that the life coach can help you, you know, understand this, you know, and, I, and I'm a big fan. I, I have a business coach now that I'm very, uh, very happy to have brought on board and he's helping me out uh, massively. But this idea where it's about a balance, it's about each person having their priorities straight and each person uh, making things happen. And then on, on top of that, one of the things that I think it goes into this working for the man and this work-life balance is just because you have a microphone, just because we today in 2018, you have the ability to post an Instagram picture or go on YouTube and create a vlog or go out and um, you know start screaming your opinion on Snapchat doesn't mean that you have you should be doing it doesn't mean it's right for your brand. Just because you have the ability to do so doesn't mean you should do it. And this is coming from someone that loves to launch new products, loves to, you know, I have a podcast, I go live on on different live streaming things, I go on Instagram stories, but here's the thing. I, what I work really hard on is sharing and documenting my journey, but there's other days where I'm like, man, I got nothing to say. And here's here's the thing. When you have nothing to say, don't say anything at all. This is weird, right? And, and we've heard that old thing, like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything nice or don't say any, anything at all either. But I, I, I see this world where, and, and I got this comment via email, and if you're listening to this, uh, I appreciate your transparency. But um, this gentleman said, hey, Brian, you know, one of the things I'm struggling with is that you know, I, I have something that I'm creating and I'm building this brand, but I don't have content that I want to post five days a week or I don't want to be doing all of these things. And, and I'm not even sure what I should say. And I'm like, well, if you don't have something to say on that channel, you know, don't say it because here, here's in the world we're living in right now, people are giving people advice to say, you know, fake it till you make it. Just keep talking. You need to post every single day. And guess what that does? When you start faking it, when you start throwing things out there, when you really have nothing to say, all it does is alienate your audience and makes your audience unfollow or unsubscribe from you, right? And the, and this to me is is extremely idiotic, right? Like it in this world where there's so much content and we're distracted by so much that's going on, here, here's, the, here's the thing that is really powerful. And this is something that I recommend for everybody. If you don't have something to say, but you want to post a piece of content that day, go to one of your friends, go to one of your customers, go to one of your clients, go to one of your mentors and find something that they have given advice that, that matters to you and post that advice. And I'm a big believer that people follow you for your own advice. But here's the thing. I would much rather you celebrate somebody else 
than you make something up just to, to, to meet a quota or to do something just because someone told you that you need to post this many days. And I think this to me is, is, is something that is extremely a disconnection in our world today. Some more bad advice that I think millennials and Gen Zs are getting is that they're saying, you know, hey, there's, there's people that are saying, you know, college is a dumb idea. You should not go to college. You should get out in the real world and real world experience matters and you'll start failing. And once you start failing, that's when success will happen. Here's the thing. There is no general advice for anybody, right? Going to college versus not going to college. Yes, college, the, the, the education system, and especially in America, and how much we pay for college, it is broken. But just because it is broken does not mean it cannot have value for certain people. For me, if I hadn't gone to college, I, without question, I would not be as successful as I am today right now. But here's the thing. It had very little to do with what I learned in school. It had a lot to do with I, I was the president of my fraternity my sophomore year in college. I had to learn how to get away, get along with people that had more experience in the fraternity, that, that were older than I was, that believed they knew more than I did because they did. And, and I, had to, I had to figure out what Robert's rules were. I had to figure out how to run a meeting every single Sunday. I had to figure out how, how to you know police certain things when some people were, were um, you know saying things that they, they didn't believe. Maybe the idea of sometimes being the bad guy in a situation that I wanted a party to happen, but I wasn't willing to take the risk for my fraternity that was something I had to learn as a college hockey player when I played hockey in college I had to learn quickly that I was no longer I was not no idea I had no you know no no vision of ever making it to the NHL and I had I had to become okay with being a senior in college on the third line of my hockey team after playing for four years right for me college taught me so much it also taught me what I was really bad at right I realized quickly that I am not super great at, at getting up in the morning and, and doing things that I don't want to do, right? If I had an algebra class at 8 a.m. in the morning, I skipped that algebra class on a regular basis. But if I put my computer science class or maybe I put my media studies class um, at 8 in the morning, guess what I did? I woke up in the morning and I made it to that class. Well, now fast forward to being an entrepreneur, I now structure my productivity, I structure my life on that kind of things that I learned in college. And, and the fact that people, in my opinion, are of going all over the place is is just ridiculous, right? And and a good shout out to Eileen Smith uh, watching. She said she's watching. She started watching on YouTube, then she went to Periscope, and now she's over on Facebook Live. Uh, thanks, Eileen, for checking out uh, FOMO fans on all the different channels. So we've talked a little bit about entrepreneurship. We talked a little bit about college, and here's another one. And and this is one for me um, that that's really close to my heart, and it's really. Uh, it's a little gender based and I'm, I'm going to put it out there is, you know, I believe we lived, you know, m my dad and my grandfather, I only saw my, my dad get emotional and cry twice in his life. Uh, my dad got emotional and cried when his father passed away and when his mother passed away. And my dad is an extremely successful businessman, um, Italian, loves what he does, and he's just in a not, not, he doesn't cry in front of other people. He, is, he has been really good at checking his emotions and, and not being vulnerable. And in the world that I live in, I, I cry watching Undercover Boss. If you guys watch that show, Undercover Boss, when they give like the the all-star uh, employee, they give them like a week off or they buy them a new house, I bawl my eyes out. I I believe 
being in touch with your emotions is a strong suit in 2018 and beyond. This old advice where it says, hey, men don't cry or men don't show their emotions or men should hide when they're feeling sad or when they're feeling bad. Guess what all of that has led to? It's led us to a world that is full of depression, full of loneliness, full of us feeling like we can't be ourselves. And you know, the whole point of you know this, this podcast and a lot of stuff that I do is I'm okay with sharing the good stuff and the bad stuff. I believe that social media, when it first started, was all about the good stuff. And we had filters and we only posted what we wanted other people to see. I believe in the next three to four years, when we start talking about our vulnerabilities, when we start sharing the good and the bad, when we're willing to be transparent, especially online, that's where we're going to start to stand out. You're going to, you're, everyone can talk about all the great things they've done, but it's the people that are able to be relatable by being vulnerable, by being okay with sharing some of the things that maybe in the past you weren't willing to share. And I think this is something, the idea that we're in, in this world where it says you cannot show weakness, you can you cannot show vulnerabilities, I think this has caused a lot of our, the root problems that we have today. And I believe we have to change that. And I think we have to change that advice. We have to change, you know, depression is a real thing. Addiction is a real thing. And guess what? Just because you're going through addiction or depression or you've had you know bad days in your life when the more people that are willing to share these emotions the more it's going to become okay and the more we're going to realize that just because someone smoked weed in college doesn't make them a bad employee when they're 30 years old just because someone got divorced and went through a depression phase for two years in their life and now they're 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 doing amazing things doesn't mean they are a bad person doesn't mean that guess what it means it means they are real it means that they are human it means that they are like all of us. And I think in this world we're living in, when we find out things like Steve Jobs was you know, depressed and lonely, or we find out all of these different leaders in, in the world, um, there's different like vulnerabilities they have, we oftentimes don't find out about them until they pass away. And then we say, wow, part of the reason that they were, that they, you know, they probably would have lived a longer life or they would have been happier in life is if we would have been okay with them sharing these kind of things. But then we as our, ourselves, we don't share those things. We don't, we don't, we aren't okay with being vulnerable. And here's, here's the other piece about being vulnerable. And I love Jonathan Tripp says, uh, being vulnerable is a man, as a man is a real way that builds support for personal growth. And I, and I, I couldn't agree more, uh, Jonathan, a hundred percent agree with that. And here's the other part about that, that is really important is that I do believe that when you when you are when you know what you don't know you it allows you to surround yourself with people that know what you don't but here's the problem with that if you don't put out to the world the things that you don't know if you don't share your vulnerabilities and your struggles you will never find those people to surround yourself with. You know, I've been struggling writing a book and, I, and I've made it public about that. And I've had, uh, I've had so many people reach out to me and give me advice and share, you know, hey, Brian, I want to help you. And now I have multiple people that are helping me get over this hurdle of writing this book and executing this project. And I would have never had these people that are, uh, that are giving their time, that are working with me on my team, if I hadn't shared my, my vulnerable journey, that the, the fact that I was, I was having a tough time with this and this is something I was struggling with. And I, I, I truly believe this advice that says, fake it till you make it or hide your emotions or you shouldn't cry on national TV. You know what happens? You know, when, when a tragedy happens and people that are on the air start crying and people are like, oh my God, I feel so bad for them. 
I hope people feel bad because they are so emotionally struck that we feel bad for the human condition. We don't feel bad because we're embarrassed for them being emotional and being a real human online. And this is advice that I think is is really just ridiculous. And it, it goes along with a couple other things where, you know, a lot of people will tell you, well, you don't have to you don't have to, you know, know a lot of things. You can just create, you know, you can create funnels and you can hack your way to getting money from people. Or one of the, you know, and this is one of the advices that I really want to hammer home here at the end is that this is one, this one, keep pressuring people, keep, keep giving people, you know, keep banging on people's doors until they say yes. To me, this is another set of that bad advice. People do not want to, if someone says no, if someone doesn't sign up for your email newsletter list or doesn't buy something from you out of the gate, the fact that you keep hammering them over and over and over until they say yes, yes, they might say yes at some point. Yes, you might win that first sale, but guess what? You alienate, they're going to be scared as hell to sign up for anything else that you've ever want to want them to sign up for because you now feel like that pressure. You're a, you are a bully. And I think in today's world right now, I think a lot of people that are in sales and a lot of people that are in email marketing and a lot of people that are in internet marketing, they are bullies. They are, they, they believe in this idea that if you hammer people home, if you tell people how bad they suck and how horrible their life is and, and all the things that they're doing wrong in their life. And for whatever reason, you believe that you're the one that can fix it because just because you break somebody down so freaking far that they feel like their only option is to buy from you or to sign up for your online course or to, to, uh, to, uh, submit a a review to your podcast does not mean you have a community does not mean that you are building trust with these people and I believe over the long term you will fail miserably and the advice that people are giving right now to a lot of millennial and gen z's is keep hustling do not take no for an answer break down the door if someone says no email their boss if their boss says no wait outside their office if if waiting outside their office doesn't work you know pick the lock to their door and 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 walk your way into the office I think all of that is crap. I believe that if you are of value and you, there are right ways to do it now. And I'm the person, like I am somebody that believes in asking for forgiveness, not permission. I, I more often than not, I ask for forgiveness, not permission. But I don't believe in being a bully. I don't believe to get somebody to do what we want them to do. Do we need to break them down? Do we need to make them feel bad? Do we need to continually to push, to push, to push? The amount of cold calls that I continue to get, the amount of people that will email me every single week begging, begging to do a guest blog on my website. Every single time I get the third email or the fourth email, guess what? There is now less of a chance of you ever being a guest blog on my website. There is even less of a chance of you of having a, of doing something like this. Not only does it alienate people, but it makes people scared to do anything with you in the future. And the, the worst part about this for me and why I, this fires me up more than anything else is because I have a lot of people that come to me and say, Brian, I lost faith in social media. I lost faith in keynote speakers. I lost faith in, in internet marketing. I lost faith, faith in digital marketing because somebody would not leave me alone. Somebody bullied me into selling a buying a course from them that they hadn't even created. Somebody lied to me and said that this was going to be a live webinar and really it was a taped webinar. Someone you know, pulled the wool over my eyes and they made me spend all of my budget that I was going to spend on, on speaking or on social media or on consulting and I spent it all on this one thing and as soon as I got, the, got they got my money, it was nothing 
something that they sold. And I think in this world we're living in today, and, and this is especially for millennial Gen Zs, but it's really for everyone out there, is I don't believe in the advice that you don't take no for an answer and that your hustle will win. Here's what wins. Building relationships, having something of value to actually add, prove, you know, teaching change by actually doing change, not forcing change for no reason. It Just because you can bully someone into a short-term decision does not mean that you are building a long-term relationship, does not mean you will have long-term success. And that is the thing. You, the people that are, are teaching and preaching about money grabbing and funnel hacking people into getting them all through this thing, and by the time they, they click on the 37th email, they're going to they're gonna click yes, and they're going to buy my thing. Yes, it might work today, but is it building you towards your success tomorrow, or does it, does it allow you to sleep at night? For me, this is a big deal, right? If I have to bully someone into get it, to buying a product or to hiring me to come speak at their company or event... I cannot sleep. I am sick to my stomach. And I believe that this is this is that advice that is getting people down the wrong path. And it, it's what's allowing people to live in a culture where this is this is the worst part of the whole this whole entire conversation for this entire podcast episode. If you want to build the build, biggest building in your city, if you want to be the most successful person in your industry, if you want to build your business to be the most successful business in your local area, here's here's the advice that you have to take. Stop worrying about breaking someone else down. Start worrying about how you can succeed, how you can help everybody rise. Because here's the thing. The advice that we should be hearing is, if you don't know how to do something, find somebody that does and collaborate with them. Here's the advice that we should be giving. If someone says no, it's time to examine what you said, how you said it, why you said it, maybe why they said no. Maybe asking them for more feedback and getting that feedback and re-examining what you are doing. Just because someone says no doesn't mean you have to hammer them five or six more times to get them to say yes. And I'm a little bit fired up on this and I and I know that I'm a little bit ranty and I'm a little bit, I'm like kind of spitting into my microphone. But I... I I'm really, I'm really bummed out because I believe in the world we're living in today is the greatest time in history. I believe everyone has a story to tell. I believe everyone has a path to success. I believe we all have the ability to change the world. But we have to stop listening to advice that is telling us to do things that worked in the past or telling us to do things that only give us short-term wins. If, if I look at this entire thing, your personal brand is your first impression online. What you, what you do online is your first impression. And guess what? If you screw somebody over, if you suck at what you're doing, if you, if you scam people out of business, guess what happens in the, in the digital online world? It follows you for the rest of your life. Yes, in the old school world, if you if you if you scammed people in Manassas, Virginia, where I live, and people found out about your scam, maybe you could move to California, or maybe you could move to Las Vegas, or maybe you could move to Florida and you could do it again, and you could get away with all of this scheming and all of this, you know, short. You you could do ten short term scams and 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 lose trust with people to win all these short term wins. But in the digital world today, that shit follows you everywhere. And here's here's my last bit of advice, and and. This is for everyone out there. A lot of people talk about, you know, Brian, you know, I'm scared about what I put out there online because what if it comes back to haunt me later on in life? Maybe, you know, and this is some advice that I just saw actually this morning um, through, through a friend network that I have. And someone gave the simple advice that said, if you don't put yourself out there, you have no chance of being trolled 
and you have no chance of people talking bad about you if you don't put yourself out there. So your best advice is to not put yourself out there and and be the person that is, hey, if I'm not online or if I'm not on Facebook or maybe if I'm not um, making these claims, maybe at that point I won't have trolls, I won't have haters. Here's the thing. Guess what? Here's the thing. If you don't put yourself out there, if you are not vulnerable, if you aren't telling your story, you're letting someone else tell your story for you. You're letting someone else build your first impression. You're letting someone else pick out the clothes you wear the very first time you meet somebody. That is horrible advice. Here's what I do recommend. Do a risk versus reward. And if you're going to put something out there, decide what is the risk of me posting this? What is the reward from me posting this? And if the risks outweigh the rewards, don't post Post it. But just by simply burying your head in the sand and saying that if I am not there, I will not have trolls, I will not have people hating on me, is idiotic. In this world we're living in in 2018, if you are not the one telling your story, if you are not the one putting yourself out there, not only are you going to limit your success, but you're going to allow somebody else to tell the story for you. You're going to allow someone else to do all of the, all of the, they're going to be the ones that you don't have to worry about trolls because no one's going to need to troll you or hate on you because your reputation, your first impression is not going to get you anywhere in this world. And I think that is atrocious advice to tell people that it's easier to not put yourself out there than it is to put yourself out there and understand what's going on. Because here's the other part about that. When you put yourself out there and you start sharing your vulnerabilities and you're sharing your struggles as well as your wins, here, here's, here's, my, here's my secret. I don't get many trolls. I don't get many haters. And I, and I have had haters and I have had trolls. I have been sued by old business partners. But here's the funny part about all of that. By putting yourself out there, by being the one that is okay with who you are and in your own skin, I don't give people much area to, to talk shit about me. There's not because guess what? I, I own it. I, I, I know I talk fast. I know sometimes I have bad grammar on my blog. I know sometimes I struggle with my own priorities and, and, and managing my, my email inbox. I own these things. I own the things that I am that I struggle with. So guess what? The, the, the haters, they have to go find somebody else that they can pick on that isn't okay with their own vulnerabilities, that, that hasn't owned what they're doing. And I think to me, this is one of those things that don't get scared. People that, are, you know, and I mean, <laughs> It's amazing. You watch the news companies right now, the, 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 the TV news, like your local news channel. And what they're telling you is that social media is corrupting the world that we're living in by funneling all of this fake news, right? That's what we're hearing, right? And then you hear social media people saying, hey, the, the news has been fake and been, uh, you know, been, you know, talking about stuff that is only to their own benefit for a long time. I always believe that you have to look at the source of the information and decide why are they saying that? What's their motive? Because here's the thing. The reason that the news channels are talking about fake news, they're talking about Facebook selling their data, is because they've been faking it, they've been they've been hiding behind this, and their business is struggling because they are not transparent. They are they do not you know, tell the truth from all the sides. And what they're doing is they're figuring out rather than changing themselves, they're going to break down social media and then people will come to them. And here's, here's the last bit of this whole advice for this podcast episode is that I believe that if you believe, if, if you look at the world or you look at something and you realize that, that it's wrong or something needs to change, you have to be willing to change yourself first before you worrying about changing someone else or talking about what someone else is doing wrong. The worst advice you can get is that, hey, if you want to make that change, you need to go to all those businesses and change the way they're doing it. No. 
You need to change yourself. You need to be able to live that change and be able to prove that change. And then guess what? In the world we're living in today, if you are doing it the right way and you are you are building a community and you are building relationships and you're talking with people in 2018, you're going to rise above the people that are, are breaking down other people, that are selling fake news, that are so afraid to change, they're just going to bash other people rather than changing themselves. And guess what? Those that aren't willing to change themselves will slowly disappear. The good in the world, the people that are willing to change themselves, the ones that are willing to be themselves, the ones that are willing to be vulnerable, the ones that are willing to put themselves out there, those are the people that are going to stand out. They're not going to talk about their funnel hacking. They're not going to talk about their scamming. They're not going to talk about – they're going to share – real human stories, the way that the things are supposed to be done. And to me, this is the future, right? And I, I, I hope you guys understand, like, this is a lot of bad advice that goes out there right now. But my recommendation is, and I didn't cover all of the bad advice. I see some more comments uh, coming in on the live show, right? But here's the thing. And David said, you know, absolutely, traditional media is losing its relevancy. And rather than fixing that, because the problem with you know, television media is that A, they're all skewed to one direction for the most part. B, they're talking at people, not w- talking with people. And C, they've never built a community. They've built a following. They've built uh, people that are watching. But all of a sudden when people do the unplug and they unplug from their uh, the local you know TV station or they don't sign up for direct TV anymore, guess what? They might have been disappointed in direct TV, but now they don't watch your channel because you built your product relying on someone else's bigger product being of good service. But that's a whole nother rant for a whole nother episode. But I truly recommend for everyone that's out there is when you get advice, ask yourself this, who's giving me the advice? What is that advice based on? What is it experience? Is it life lessons? Is it the friends that they know? Is it maybe the access that they have that you don't? Ask yourself, how does that advice apply to you? How would you take that advice? And then last but not least, look at the advice for what it is, plain it black and white. Are they telling me to change? Are they telling me to do something different? Maybe they're just sharing their own opinion because they're not very confident and they're and they're jealous of what you're doing. So rather than them being the bigger person, they're just giving you advice to kind of break you down or build you down. I think we need to re-look at every single thing. Every time you get advice, every blog post that you read that says 10 things to do before 9 a.m. in the morning to be productive. Look at the author, look at the advice that they're giving, and ask yourself, why do these things make that person productive? Why is that person sharing that advice? Because let's face it, in the world we're living in today, more often than not, people are sharing that type of advice and those type of things for their own personal agenda. And that to me is just sad because I think together we can change the world. We can we can lift each other up by sharing things that help people out based on our own experience. But it's going to take a little while for us to get there. So hopefully you guys liked this episode of FOMO Fans. Uh, give a shout out to my sponsor, Iographer. Guys, check out iographer.com. I also give you a discount code in the show notes. Uh, in a future episode, uh, in a real near future episode, I'm going to be giving away a couple of these technology backpacks uh, that Iographer has sent me. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But for Brian Fanzo for episode 69, Millennials, Gen Z, Baby Boomers, Gen X, My advice to you is stop listening to all advice. Start asking yourself what advice is relative to you, who's giving you that advice. And then ultimately, let's focus on doing good shit today to set ourselves up to live in a good world tomorrow. Let's stop worrying about breaking down other people or taking advice that turns us into a short-term money grabber instead of a long-time business and world leader. 
Make it a great day, my friends.